The Mind Aware, 340. Well, it starts with you feeling good. So excited to have 15 to 30 minutes of just pure fun right now. This is going to be good. Yay! I love that. <laughs> oh, that sounds nice. I'd like that. I'll mm. get that for myself right now. Be perfect every minute of every day. Never have another drop of sugar. Because I think if you say that to people, everybody's going to freak out. Hi, Dana. It's great to see you. I mean, not see you, but be with you today. <laughs> what I found to be the secret. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be great? I love it. You know, when you're clear, what you choose to show up in your life will and only to the extent that you're clear. That's the amazing capacity of the human mind. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware and welcome. So we kind of know as brain trainers that perception is reality, right? Or is that just another perception? Well, how do we know who to trust? Can we trust our own minds? Can we trust our own thoughts? How do we know if what we're thinking or hearing or seeing is true? Well, this is the topic of today, and how fascinating, right? I am here with eye doctor and author of Perceptual Intelligence, Dr. Brian Boxer-Wackler, and we're going to dig right into it. Hi, Dr. Brian. Hi. Hi, Dana and everyone else. I'm so glad you're here. I just am so fascinated by this topic, and I can't wait to kind of just unravel or peel back this onion. So let's start with the basics. Like what is perceptual intelligence? Great question. Perceptual intelligence is how we interpret our experiences, which can be vast and very different in order to separate fantasy from reality. And when doing so, we can better arrive at the truth of what we're perceiving. And that allows us to make better decisions in our life. Having high perceptual intelligence in a way is like having a BS detector in our head to be able to make better, smarter decisions in our life. And that's the reason why I wrote the book is to help people like I do as a doctor in my normal practice. This was another extension of me wanting to be able to help people. I do like this idea of having a BS detector in my head, I have to say. So we're going to come back to that because I think there is something there for us. Is it true that perception is reality? You know, do you think that each and every one of us, we're living with our own kind of view of the world? We all are because we all have different upbringings. We have different backgrounds, even different religions, different social contexts that we live in in society right now, peer pressures, etc. That influences on a conscious and even subconscious level how we interpret what we experience, whether it's interactions with people, what somebody says to us, what we read in the news, what we hear, what we watch, what we look at on the internet or articles that we read. It definitely has an ability to bias people. And sometimes it leads people in the right direction, but a lot of times it leads people off the rails. And that can cause some serious problems, whether it's financial problems or problems in their business or even health problems. One of the things we do here as brain trainers is we try to, this is the reason we call the show The Mind Aware, we try to be more aware of what's going on in our minds, what kind of thoughts we're thinking, and what kind of results we're getting. And one of the concerns I think any of us have is, first of all, 
where do these thoughts come from? How do we know we can trust them? How do we know it's not just perception? And if all of that is the case, if it is just perception, and I'm just going to say we can't trust our thoughts just for a joke, right? Just like we can't, we shouldn't really be listening to ourselves. Then how can we use your research and what you know about perceptual intelligence kind of to our benefit so we can start to have better lives because we're being more thoughtful about those thoughts in our head. Does that make sense? Was that kind of like too many streams of thought there, Dr. Brian? Do you know where I'm going with that? That's the whole point of the book. It's to help people understand how they can do better. And the first thing is, is you have to have insight and self-awareness of where you may have your own biases. So, for example, you know, we talk about religion. Um, there's a chapter discussing this. And People who have strong religious beliefs may be fooled into thinking that they see certain things in objects. And there's an example um, of a grilled cheese sandwich, and it got auctioned off for $28,000 on eBay because people believe that they saw the Virgin Mary emblazoned in the skillet burns on this sandwich. So the reality is, of course, that's not Virgin Mary. It's an image that looks like her. And from a science point of view, we're, we're trained to see faces and objects, just like if we've looked up in the clouds, virtually everybody's seen a, a face or some object or an image of a, of a person or, or a dog, etc. So we want to see faces. And the strong religious upbringings can bias people to believe this. And that's just one example of, of if you, you know, recognize that you have some biases, we all do, then we can better understand and filter when we get information or our perceptions may be fooling us so that we can make better decisions by understanding that. So it starts with having insight. Yeah, yeah, and being aware. And this is so fascinating because what I'm thinking is the nice thing about what we're trying to do here, all of us trying to understand our thoughts and understand perception, is that we can, you can take what you know from your research and you can apply it however you want. So let me give you an example of what I'm thinking. All of us have looked at the clouds and seen a face or a doggy or a cat. And you're saying if you have a religious bent anyway and you're the type of person who is going to be more influenced by that, you can make a choice for yourself of saying like, okay, well, Dana, that's not Jesus on the Cheeto or... You can say to yourself, you know, I already know my brain is set up this way and my reticular activating system is picking up things in a certain way. So couldn't you kind of use that to even kind of up your game? You know, so let's say you wanted more things to happen in your business or you wanted things to happen more easily. We see a lot of people when they're saying mantras, for example, or affirmations, mm -hmm. they'll say like uh, money is flowing to me easily. And they might add the words like with God at the end because they're religious and it almost like amplifies that excitement that their business is growing. And so I'm wondering, what's your feeling about this? You know, because you obviously are coming from your own personal bias too. And some people have a bias that no, you should stay firmly grounded in reality. And I'm not necessarily that person, <laughs> more of a person who's like, I want to create my own reality or push the edges. So what do you think about that? Do you think about knowing about these biases that we have, we can almost use them to our advantage too? We can in some cases. And, you know, for example, you were talking about the affirmations and, you know, adding, you know, like with God and, and a religious, you know, tag at the end. That's perfectly fine. I, I think, you know, we've been talking so far about 
really the critical thinking aspects of perceptual intelligence. And, you know, back in college, I was on the speech and debate team where I really learned the importance of being a critical thinker and looking at both sides of a situation. You know, we actually had to argue both sides of the topic in the same tournament. So, so that was sort of where I come from, um, with my training back in college. But the other side of perceptual intelligence is kind of dovetailing what you were just talking about, the affirmations. And, and that's the other side of the spectrum of perceptual intelligence, which is, are things like, that are not necessarily science rooted, like your intuition and your gut feelings. And the book spends a lot of time talking about that and helping people understand that you need to follow and at least listen to them at a minimum and evaluate these gut feelings or visions or ideas that just pop into your head, whether, and we don't really have this, the knowledge if it's your subconscious that's putting it there, or some people might say it's the infinite intelligence that's just out that is sending you messages. We don't know, but research has shown though that a lot of times when people follow their intuition or their gut feelings, they end up, you know, benefiting. And so that could also be applied to business. I mean, in, in fact, the book, um, which I'm sure a number of people know, um, who are part of your, your group, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, right? I mean, Napoleon Hill studied all the hugely successful people in his day, J.P. Morgan, you know, Carnegie, um, et cetera. And what they all had in common is what he wrote in his book. And one of the things they all had is they followed their intuition and their gut feelings in business. And obviously the proof is in the pudding how they ended up doing by, by doing that. So I think in business, too, you can use, you know, your bias. Um, in this case, if you have a gut feeling that comes to you, you can leverage that a lot of times. And a lot, a lot of people around you may not even agree and try to dissuade you, but you also have to have the confidence in yourself and the conviction that if you do have a feeling and it makes sense, then you should follow it despite what other people say, because a lot of times, you know, they're not going to be able to relate to, you know, having a gut feeling and going off of it, which could point be counterintuitive to what a lot of other people think should be done. Well, and that's the conundrum here that I'm I'm running into, and it's curious, but I'm just going to paraphrase a couple of things back and see if I've got this right. It sounds to me like what you're saying is that perceptual intelligence is a muscle like any other kind of thinking. You use it and you practice it and you get good at it and you get to decide which pieces of your own thinking that you buy or don't buy. You get to be your own BS meter on deciding which pieces that you buy or don't buy. And the intuition, you're right, we don't know where it comes from, if it's coming from the unconscious mind or some kind of divine intelligence or whatever the case may be, but that if you have a gut feeling, can you also, the question I have or that I'm leading up to in this is I'm wondering if you, almost like a game or an experiment, you get good at looking at your perceptions and then tweaking them or not tweaking them or following the hunch or not following the hunch, but seeing the results you get and after you get the results, having a better understanding of your own mind to know which of your own thoughts you can trust. And that has to do with getting the feedback to give you more confidence. It's just like, let's say, my da- I have twin daughters who are 11 years old and, and they both play volleyball. Learning how to serve and how to spike is a challenge. But once they, they do it and they start to get the feedback of they're getting better at it, they hit it over the net, 
versus hitting the ball into the net, that, that positive feedback gives them more confidence to continue doing that with more confidence. So it's, it's a positive cycle. It's the same thing with gut feelings and intuition. If people listening, and actually, since you said you can ask survey questions, I'd be curious if you want to pose this question and have people say yes or no. How many people have used intuition in their business? Yeah. You see what percentage to. of people. I would love to. Let's do that. <clears throat> and in fact, I think everything you're saying is really great. And it's kind of interesting that you use the sports analogy because that's like muscle memory, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you've got that muscle memory, it's like we do get the same kind of habits of thought. So it's great. By the way, before I forget and before we tune in with our Facebook audience, I want to make sure that you head over to perceptualintelligence.com. Learn more about Dr. Brian Boxer Walkler, who we're talking to today. Don't forget, his book is out right now. So you can get it on like Amazon and Barnes and Noble or wherever is your favorite place to go get a book, but it's fascinating stuff, isn't it? Isn't it fun to start to understand our thoughts and our mind? When we come back from Facebook, because we are here live every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 a.m., we're going to interact with our Facebook audience, and when we get back, we're going to talk more about how this applies to your business and making money. We'll be right back. What's going on with you? You seem so up all the time, and your business is on fire. What are you doing? I started Train Your Brain You. It's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great, and it's awesome. You can check it out at trainyourbrainu.com, and that's trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person. It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it. Where do I go again? TrainYourBrainU.com. That's TrainYourBrainU, the letter U, dot com. Check it out today. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome back. You know, we've been having a lot of fun with our Facebook peeps here, and just for kicks, we did a poll, and we said, you know, how many of you have actually used your intuition in business? And lo and behold, we've got 94% that have said yes and 6% that said no. I mean, that's huge. And sometimes, I don't know if you've made the mistake, but I certainly have, where you know you should be using it and you didn't use it and then you got the results and you were like, man, I knew I had a feeling about that, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we're having a really interesting conversation here with Dr. Brian Boxer-Walkler and he is the author of Perceptual Intelligence. Check him out over at perceptualintelligence.com but even more importantly, go pick up the book. You know, it's at Amazon, Barnes & Noble or wherever your favorite place to buy books. It's everywhere. You can go grab a copy What I'd like to talk about, Dr. Brian, is how does perceptual intelligence play into marketing? Can you speak to that a little bit? I'm going to answer it from a consumer point of view and a business owner entrepreneur point of view, because for your group, I think that both sides apply. From a consumer point of view, you know, we're bombarded with marketing messages all the time. And I'll give you an example where people can really be fooled when it comes to the use of celebrity or people who are highly regarded um, because of what's called the halo effect. And that's why celebrities are, are have such power over people's perceptions is because they're so admired in their one field of acting, for example, 
uh, or in some cases, not even acting. <laughs> They're just celebrities for the sake of celebrities. But that gives them this ability to influence people in areas with their opinions. And so that's why you see celebrities being used for marketing and commercials a lot of times. And, you know, there's a great example of a yogurt um, company called Activia Yogurt. And actress Jamie Lee Curtis, who I really like as an actress and uh, as a person, too, she was the spokesperson for this yogurt company. And the company's claim of improved digestion from their yogurt turned out to be false. But while she was doing the ads for this company, a lot of people ran out and they bought this yogurt expecting to have a health benefit when it turned out that it was a false claim. The FTC actually busted the company. And I can only assume that Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't aware of that. But nonetheless, it was an example of how a lot of people got duped into buying something, believing that there was going to be a benefit. So when you're listening to ads, when you're listening to marketing, you know, we always have to be critical. We have to have that critical thinking cap on. And that's part of having high perceptual intelligence. On the other hand, when you're a business owner and an entrepreneur, just like, you know, truth in marketing, there's also the truth in, in running a business. Last year, I had written an article in the Huffington Post about what is the purpose of life and using, you know, the human body as, as a way to show why the purpose of life is to do good and to minimize pain and suffering, um, using almost like a Socratic method to in a discussion. And so when people run their businesses, and, and especially when you appreciate uh, that we're here to help people, and you look at everything in your business through that lens, then, you know, you want to use your power for good, right? We have examples like Bernie Madoff, you know, the financial, um, you know, person who completely unethically ripped off so many people and stole their money in a big Ponzi scheme. Um, there was an example of him using his power for evil, so to speak, for selfish purposes, Um destroying a lot of people's lives, uh, retirees, for example, that put all their, their money in there, and it's all gone. So when you have that appreciation for what is the right thing to do, um, and you have the insight as well, then you, you do your marketing, you run your business with that lens in mind. And, um, and I think that's really powerful because if you have your own business and you're an entrepreneur, which most people are, you have you have power, and it's just really important to use that power for good and have that high perceptual intelligence about doing so. I couldn't agree with you more, and it's interesting, this halo effect, and this goes for everybody out there who, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you've got a following. You've got a following of people that trust and respect your opinion, and so we all have to do our due diligence. Know that when you recommend something or when you promote something or when you send something out, it's being perceived through a different lens because you're the one that's marketing or saying that it's a good thing. So I think that was really valuable point for all of us. Thank you for that. Dr. Brian, this is so interesting. I feel like you're one of these people, like I want to have like a, you know, a mini series with you where we can do like <laughs> I'm happy to come back anytime you'd like. <laughs> that sounds just great. Do you have any parting advice for everybody before we say goodbye? I think really in business, of course, the goal is to make money as, as business owners, right? 
But I really think if you be honest with yourself, is there something more to it? Like, why are, are we really here? And that's a bit of an existential question. But I think, and I'm going to give you a quick example. Um, over this last break, I was in Cambodia with the family, and we were visiting uh, a woman who has a company, a Vespa company, where they would take us around to the villages. And her story in a nutshell, was was amazing. Actually, I, after hearing her story, I, I submitted a nomination for her to give a TED Talk because I was so inspired by her story. You know, during the Pol Pot regime, her parents were taken away, and she was five years old, and her sister was three years old. Uh, a female cook at the monastery for the Buddhist monks found them homeless and told them, the only way you're going to survive is you need to shave your heads, pretend like you're boys, and I'll get you enrolled in the monastery. And they did. And she was there until she hit puberty, age 11. So she was there for about six years. But the lessons that she learned, she eventually became a very, very successful businesswoman in Cambodia. And with this Vespa company, she makes sure that part of the tour, she takes people to small, poor homes to be able to see local customs. And those people, those families get paid by her company because they're stopping there. So she's incorporated helping people with the business of her Vespa company. And she described, that's just who I am because of that experience in the monastery with those monks because of what they they taught her about helping people and doing good. So I think we all have that ability. That's, in my opinion, even more important than what ends up in your bank account. And that's just something to think about and how you can incorporate doing good, truly doing good, not just taking good care of your customers, but something really philanthropic and doing good to help people that makes sense as part of your own company. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I couldn't agree more. And what a powerful story. That's a, that's a movie if I ever heard one. Well, that's why I submitted her story to, you know, I submitted her to, to give a TED talk because I think it's incredibly inspirational. Incredible, especially with, yeah, wow. Unbelievable. So interesting. Thank you so much. And I think this really, hit home with the peeps here, right? You get what he's talking about. Go check out Perceptual Intelligence. You can get it in bookstores now or on Amazon or your favorite place. And listen to what he's saying. I think this is a direct hit for us. Dr. Brian is talking about, you know, really being aware like we are, but taking it to another level. What kind of perceptual lens are you looking through? What kind of perceptual lens are these thoughts coming through? And when your intuition comes in and you follow it and you get those good results and when you have those thoughts and you use your critical ability to decide is this a value or not, now what happens is you start to stretch that perceptual intelligence muscle because you don't have to believe everything you think. You can be discerning. You can use it through a filter and you can know the power of perception and the power of your own marketing. I think we're lucky that most of the followers of the Mind Aware were all about give back and feeling good and putting good out into the world. Well, isn't it nice to know that when you have this perception and you're in this position and you're able to understand what people are thinking of you as well, that you can do it in a kinder, gentler, ethical, be a positive force in the world way. I love all this. Such good food for thought. But the best part is you can practice and start right now. Start building up your perceptual intelligence. And we'll see you next time on The Mind Aware.
uh, I don't know if this is the right analogy, but it's like kind of like being drunk and like you got to get into your house. You know, like, okay, just walk <laughs> up the walkway, you know, one foot in front of the other. Holy free holies, right? Oh, they'll get my smile later. Later they'll think that that crazy lady was smiling at <laughs> You're oh, doing yeah. the dishes and he's playing the banjo. We're talking fresh from your juicer. Each day is a new life we can create. And not looking at your smartphone or thinking about your next meeting, but just listening to people. If you're aware that we own a monkey, because we're all about joy here at the Mind Aware, right? <laughs>